where does the pirate, where does a pirate go to get his hook? Secondhand store. I guess we can still make fun of pirates. <laughs> I try. We try. As long as dads laugh at their own jokes, that's what matters. I, I, I get more humor. I get more laughs out of my own dad jokes than my family, my family does. But all right. So um, now is the time we're going to look at the Word of God and continue in this series in Colossians. And we're now in uh, chapter 2. And so I've titled this, this sermon, uh, What is Truth? Anyone ever struggle with what is truth? What's really truth and what is not? Or how to decipher truth? And I believe we're going to see here as we break this down. And I know service is going a little bit longer than normal we have donuts, we have coffee, um, just kind of get settled in and let's work through this because I really do believe that God's going to speak to all of our hearts through his word. But I believe we're going to see in chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, where Paul is writing to the church at Colossae about be on the guard for people in the church that's teaching things outside of truth. Right? They may have had good intentions, who knows, but there's Paul saying, hey, I want to bring you back into how you know what is truth so that you're not led astray by even plausible arguments, potentially. And so that's my prayer for us today, is that when we look at this, that God reveals to us truth and how to decipher truth. Now, the last few services, and as we look through Colossians 1, we looked at who is Jesus, that he was the Word, he is God, he is part of the Trinity, he is the second person in the Trinity, that he was there in the beginning, he created all things, he sustains all things, he holds all things together. He's there in the beginning, he's part of the Trinity, and then we looked at what that means for you and I, that we are reconciled because of Christ. We are reconciled, that he reconciles us, that we have the hope of the gospel, that as we put our faith and trust in Jesus like Nick did, that then we, got, that Jesus presents to the Father us as blameless and holy. And then we looked at the goals of Paul last week, about what Paul's goals were in his life as a Christian, and we thought about what those goals would be in our own lives as Christians. I would encourage you to read that last part of chapter 1. He said, I become a minister. I rejoice in my suffering. I want to make the word of God fully known that Christ is in you. I want to present everyone mature in Christ and that the power of Christ works within me, that God is with me through all of it. That's the goals that Paul laid out. And so today we're looking at truth and what that is. So I got a, we got a lot of videos today. Is that all right there, everyone? I like videos. I got a quick video for you. This is Jeopardy. Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father which art in heaven, this be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Some of the smartest people in the world, right? They know everything. But they didn't know this 
simple. Like our, like our life is to glorify God, right? And to help make him known to others. And for the smartest people in the world to know all the truth and trivia that there is, but yet still miss that God is holy, hallowed, holy be, even his name, right, is holy. For them to not know the simple, real truth is, should alarm and concern all of us. So my prayer today is that you would know divine truth. We have truth thrown at us on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and the news. and I mean, you name it, right? The radio, billboards, you name it. There is some type of information that's trying to be sent to you as truth. And I begin to think about how do I filter out these things that are presented to me. And I thought, well, first I look at the source, Right? And then I look at the facts. And even if I agree with the facts, I don't have to change my mind. It might try to tilt me towards that, but I want more, more facts. But if it's overwhelming, then I might change my mind. And I think we see that with Paul. As he's saying here, he's saying, look at the source, Christ, God. Look at the evidence. And then determine, is that going to change your actions, your behavior, your heart, your mind. And it's important to know the truth because it's so easy to be misled. It's a scheme of the enemy, right? It's to mislead us. So let me read. I'm going to read Colossians 2. We're only going to do five verses here this morning. Uh, up on the screen, you're going to see in yellow the highlighted areas of, that I felt God put in my heart that, for us to focus on. This morning, Colossians 2, verse 1, it's the word of God. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you. This is Paul talking to the church and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged. Their hearts may be encouraged. Paul had a heart for the church that he had never even seen. It's my heart for you and for us is that, that our hearts would be encouraged being knit together in love. That our hearts would be knit together, all of us knit together in, as one in love to reach all the riches of fullness, assurance, of understanding. And here it is, and the knowledge, truth, knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures, there it is, of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may de delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in the body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. In Christ. And you're probably seeing this theme as it's highlighted that that everything, all wisdom and all knowledge of God is revealed in His Son, Jesus, our Lord. Do you pick up that on the verses? Do you see that? Not to be misled by plausible arguments. To, to refocus it in, to narrow it in to that truth, all that God has revealed, 
about himself and all that is true has been totally revealed in his son Jesus. If someone tells you something that is a fact, here's a factual information, but it's not based on the gospel, it's not based on this is in Christ, this is not based on Christ's teaching, this is not based on the biblical understanding of who Christ is and why he came and what we're supposed to do with that, then I would be cautious. I would throw my guards up. And not to be a religious stiff, I like to learn all kinds of crazy trivia stuff. Like I'm always watching reels and documentaries and and all of these things. Like I like to learn. It's okay to learn about all of these things. Did you know it's possible to lead a cow upstairs but not downstairs? It's on the internet. It's got to be true, right? That women blink twice as much as men. Again, that's on the internet. It's got to be true, right? And here's the last one. No word in the English language rhymes with month. Go ahead. Try it. See if you, tell me after service if there's something that you find that rhymes with month. Maybe there is. So it's okay to learn trivial things. I like all kinds of different movies and genres and all of these things. Like, that's okay. But when it comes to divine truth, like what is the Bible saying? And I I believe people are searching for truth, clearly. They're they're searching for meaning and purpose and joy and hope and peace and all the things that the Bible tells us is truly there. And a lot of people are searching for it in in sex and sexuality and drugs and alcohol and money and power and and fame. And the truth is that that, that people never find the truth outside of Christ. They don't find the lasting joy, the peace, and the hope. Sell it as this thing will solve some problem that I have. This will now be the fix that I've been looking for. This will solve that problem if I just do this. I just increase my 401k enough. If I do this or search this or go after this road, that that's going to solve some problem that you have. Again, guards should be going up. You should say, hold on. Hold up. Only Christ can do that in my life. John 14, 6, Jesus said it this way. He says, I am the way. The truth says, I am the truth. I am Jesus. I am the truth. And I am the life. That is the divine truth of the Bible. That Jesus is truth. That it's God revealed himself fully to all of us. And when something is revealed, everything's out in the open, there's nothing to hide, it means it's righteous. There's no pretenses, there's no, nothing missing, there's nothing hiding, it's righteous. And God says, I'm going to reveal the mysteries in Jesus, the new covenant in the New Testament of the Bible, I'm going to reveal truth. Everything's going to be out there. And it's going to be through my son Jesus, the righteousness of God. We see that in verse 
Two, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, reaching all the riches, for a full assurance of understanding the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, whom are hidden all treasures and wisdom and knowledge. Say, where is all the wisdom and knowledge of God? It's in Christ. Pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. The truth of God is fully known in Christ, nothing hidden or unknown. And the opposite of that is unrighteousness, that things are hidden and suppressed. Unrighteousness is sin. Last week, we looked at Colossians 1.26, and here's what it says. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you. That God chose to reveal the mystery that was hidden, the truth to us, and he did it through Christ. The truth. The truth. That Jesus is truth incarnate. That he is, he is made flesh. That truth was made flesh. And dwelt amongst us. That he is the teacher of divine truth. In Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of God. The truth of God is Christ. Yes, the word of God and truth of God is God's word. Kind of two meanings there. But the truth of God and the word of God is in Jesus. And as believers, Christ is in us. And I know it's confusing these days about truth and what is truth. And it seems like as I was a kid, truth was simple and easy and black and white. And today, it's not. It seems to be. Jesus says, abide in my word. That means read the Bible. Stay connected to me. Know me. I am truth. Know know Jesus, the person of Jesus. Not some religion, but, but know the person. You have a relationship with Jesus. He lives within you. To know Jesus is to know truth. And he said, if you know truth, it will set you free. The opposite of freedom is slavery. Isn't that true? So one would assume that in the Bible, that Jesus is saying, if you don't know Jesus, that you're not free, that you're a slave to this world. And I wonder... When Jesus says those words, that you will be set free, being set free is you're going to have joy and peace, right? You're, you're going to have understanding and freedom. And I wonder if it says we know Christ and know the simple truth of the gospel and who Jesus is, compare that to what the world is like, all these truths and all this complication, you can't keep up with all of it. I wonder if that ultimately gives us joy because we know the simple truth of Jesus and what he teaches. I wonder if that's to be, to be true in our lives. 
John 8, 31 through 32. I'm going to read that to you. John 8, 31 through 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Set you free. In John 18, I'm going to read that to you, 37. John 18, pages are starting to stick together here. John 18, 37. Jesus is about to be delivered over to go to the cross. He's coming to the end of his quick uh, trial. And he's standing in front of Pilate. Pilate said to him, so are you a king? Because that's what the Jews claimed, right? He's claiming to be king of the Jews. And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world. Anyone know why Jesus in front of Pilate says the whole purpose and the reason that I came into this world? To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And here's an interesting question that Pilate asked him. What is truth? It's my question for you today. Same question that Pilate was asking Jesus. You say you are, you brought the truth into the world. Well, what is the truth? Jesus says, I am the truth. I am the righteousness, the truth of God. That the truth of God was on trial. And the religious people and the Romans wanted to hide the truth. Unrighteousness. The sin that they had in their heart. And isn't it easy to hide or suppress truth? Just to get rid of it. I, I read this about Jesus. This is what he's saying I should do. or This is who he is. And I should surrender and follow him i got to change up my life. Like, what is God wanting from me? And I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to suppress it. I'm going to just deny it and pretend I never even heard about it. Just continue on my way. Isn't it easier just to do that? That's what the Bible says about us. Like, we suppress truth. And as we begin to judge and think about the religious people and the Romans at the time, I think we have to confess our own sins. Because if it challenges our own understanding of truth, man, sometimes we get upset. Romans 1.18 says that people know that God exists. There's no excuse. You can look around at the beauty. There's going to be a thunderstorm maybe coming through in a little bit. Like, look at that. Like, just imagine the, the power and, and how God knits everything together to say that there is no God. The Bible says is a lie. There is no excuse for anyone not to know. And they said, the Bible says, because of our unrighteousness, the deeds and our unrighteousness that we do, we suppress. We try to hide the truth of Jesus. And I believe that most in our community and culture would rather suppress truth. And when I mean truth, I mean divine truth. 
of who God is and who he revealed himself as through Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. And our culture is lacking in truth, divine truth. And it's, I believe because everyone wants to believe their own truth. I have my truth, you have your truth, as long as we don't disagree too much, or I just will, I'll just ignore you and I'll go on my own way. Everyone has their own definition of truth, and it varies from person to person all across the board. But Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you will know the truth, and it will set you free. It will become clear and simple. You will be set free. What you do, your actions, how you live your life, the way you go about yourself, yes, we're sinners. We mess up. We make mistakes. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins when we ask him to forgive us. But what you believe to be true is what you do. It causes you to act, right? Can we, can we agree on that? <laughs> is that? Is that truth? <laughs> what you believe to be true causes you to act, the way you behave, what you do, and all those things. And so... As an application, again, another video, um, I thought this was important and a really good teaching point for all of us on truth. Okay. We're going to back row left. Alex Scarborough with ESPN. For, for the players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could very easily set in. Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And um, I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only, the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. 1,000% agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I, I was so happy to win the college. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't, have, I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled and I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously, we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win. But it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. Yeah, um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys mm -hmm. see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and, and our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was all in with that, um, it's really changed so much for us. And I mean, I know myself, I, I've seen so much of a growth in myself with 
um, once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, and that's living to exemplify the kingdom. And I think that brings so much freedom. And I'm sure everyone's story is similar, but we all have those great testimonies that have really like shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger. Um, and I think that's just what brings me so much joy. And no matter the outcome, whether we get a trophy in the end or not, we're, this isn't our home. And I think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more. We have an eternity of joy with our father. And I'm so excited about that. And yes, I live in the moment, but I know this isn't my home. And um, no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end um, when we're with our, our king. So, Patty, uh, you've got to keep your eye on the prize and, and really work with these players. On Hashtag truth, right? I think this kind of went viral a little bit just because it's, it's truth and it's, to be refre- it's refreshing to hear truth. Truth, yes, truth is like, hey, the season's long and we have to sacrifice a lot and, and there's injuries and there's ups and downs and we're winning and we're losing. That's truth. It's kind of like life, right? Sometimes it feels like we're winning, sometimes we're losing, there's ups and there's downs and there's injuries and there's all of these things in life. That is, that's true, but these young ladies, asked the, when they were asked the question, they went straight to divine truth. And that's my prayer for you and I, is that we go straight to divine truth and say, yeah, sometimes things are hard and challenging, but my joy comes from the Lord, no matter the circumstances. If I win or if I lose, I'm in Christ, I'm secure there's nothing that can take me from the righteous right hand of God. That's the truth. That's the divine truth. And I thought that was a really good illustration for all of us. Just like the church at Colossae, Paul is speaking to them. He said, do not be deceived. And I say, if anyone here tries to teach you truth that has nothing to do with the gospel... Nothing to do about in Christ and his teachings. Either they're misled or they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Be on the guard. The Bible is clear that truth, that God revealed all of who he is in his son Jesus... Nothing outside of that. Divine truth is absolute. There is no wiggle room. A lot of people get offended by absolute truth. Absolute truth, the Cardinals are not a really good team this year. That's absolute truth. I'm sorry. It may offend somebody here, but it's still absolute truth. We just need to embrace it. It's just the way it is. It was the same thing with God and who he reveals himself, that he is absolute truth. And just like the Jeopardy people, like they're smart enough to know truth. Maybe they're suppressing the most important truth there is, and that is in Romans 3.22. It says that we receive the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus alone. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here, and I just want you to focus in on this last part. 
Um, when Amanda, Amanda and I first started dating in college, she was a theater major. And to impress her, I took Theater 101. I needed an elective. I'm like, oh, I'll take the. <laughs> it was like a fish out of water. I mean, clearly everyone's looking at me like, what's this dude? What's this guy? <laughs> this guy from southern Missouri, like country guy, like in a theater. <laughs> I had to like memorize like lines. It was terrible. It was really bad. And we would go to plays because it was a requirement to go to plays. And Amanda loved plays. And we would go and go to these like little back door plays and big plays and everything else in between and at the end she says well what do you what do you think I could have been honest like how early not really my thing but of course I'm like oh it's okay like yeah it grows on me it grows on me but it really wasn't that I was judging the plays and the quality it was Amanda was judging me right how did I respond? Do I like the things that she likes? And it's the same thing when Jesus was standing in front of Pilate. The, the Jewish leaders, those that were accusing him, the, the righteousness were being accused by the unrighteous. And it really wasn't that they were judging Jesus. Jesus was judging them because he is the truth. He is the perfect standard. And you and I will be judged by the perfect standard of God, even though a lot of times we feel like we're judging God's word and and what he says in the Bible. we We don't get that luxury. Because God and Jesus is the perfect, absolute righteousness of God. The absolute divine truth, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody. It may be offensive, absolute truth. It may be defensive, but it is divine truth. He says, nobody comes to the Father except through me. That is absolute divine truth truth and Jesus says the whole reason that I came to earth is to bear witness to the truth that's it if you have never received the truth of Christ in your life if you've never confessed that Lord I am unrighteous I am a sinner I need you to impart your righteousness on me by putting your faith and trust in Jesus. Today may be that day for you. I'm going to pray as the worship team comes up. If God is speaking to your heart today to put your faith in him, to follow him, to maybe be baptized, whatever it may be, um, I pray that you would confess that to him. You would share it with somebody that you know, that you trust. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you are the truth. Your son Jesus, as you reveal him to us through your word, thank you that that is truth. I don't have to make up truth. I don't have to worry about what truth is. That we can all be set free 
but it takes surrendering. It takes a surrender to you, to trust you that Jesus, your son, is righteousness. It is truth that everything is fully revealed to us through your son, Jesus. Lord, help us. Lord, we, we are so prideful and prone to just do whatever we want to do. That's been the way from the beginning. So, Lord, I pray that you help us as we abide in you. You help us to surrender more to you and trust you. And that it sets us free. Free from this world. This world is not our home. A kingdom, your kingdom is our home. So, Lord, prepare us. Teach us. To be citizens of heaven and not of this world. You are the king of your kingdom and your truth reigns supreme. Lord, teach, teach us. Give us teachable hearts. Give us humility. Not a pridefulness of that we now know the truth and everyone else needs to know it, but just a, a humility to live free. Because we don't need to worry if we're living up to the truth of this world because we know that our faith in Jesus is what saves us. It gives us your righteousness and that is truth. We don't have to worry about all the other stuff. That should set us all free. Lord, help us to live in freedom. And all God's people say.